Good evening, welcome. Happy New Year's. It is, it's a brand new year, right? It, it, it all, you didn't say Happy New Year's on Sunday? Ah, I'll have a chat with the elders about that because uh, Advent starts a brand new church year. And uh, so it's, a, it's our religious Christian Happy New Year. 
time. And so we continue it on here. What we're going to do during Lent, we welcome all of you online who are here also watching with us around the world. We do have around the world. We're a worldwide church now. That's kind of awesome. Um, is, uh, we're going to be moving around each week. So today I'm going to be doing the service behind the altar. Um, and, and we're looking at a kind of a family worship service. So today this is our family altar which it really is every single time we gather around the worship. It's because we are a family. And, and um, when you leave tonight, on the back table, there's uh, some uh, colored paper you want to grab. And there's a sheet of paper that tells you what to do with it. I'll show you what to do with it. Um, and then there's questions for you when you get home tonight or tomorrow morning. Is only three questions is to have a conversation with each other, and you can call anybody that's here, or you think might be watching online, say, hey, did you answer those questions? And, uh, and then each week, we'll uh, give you some more questions as we, go, as we work our way to the birth of Jesus and that celebration on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So let's begin today with our op- opening uh, hymn. In the name of the Father. Cross your arms. There you go. And of the Son. And the Holy Spirit. 
Please be seated. You will note throughout the worship service there are hand motions today. Light our first Advent candle, our candle of hope tonight, as we did on Sunday. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Please rise. And you will notice there are emotions with this one too. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Father in heaven. The Father has indeed kept his promise and forgives your sin. He has had mercy on you and and not treated you as your sins deserve so that you will be a blessing. And his name would be great in you. The guilt has been paid for by Christ's great sacrifice on the cross. He rose from the dead to win the victory over death and the grave forever. You will live forever. Let us pray together. Repeat after me. Father in heaven, heaven, you promised Abram Abram that one of his descendants descendants would be a blessing to the whole human race. race. You have kept your promise in Jesus. Jesus. Remind us that you always keep your promises, promises. even to us. Amen. We have no children here, but you're all children of God. So we're going to share the sentences for for children also. You and I have been blessed by God to be a blessing to others, which means hug somebody else. We sing, Blessed Be Your Name. Streams of a vine. 
To say, Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. The Old Testament reading is found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, 
I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sari, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Session, to the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. With Bethel on the west and I on the east, there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle is found in Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but trusts him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed, blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel? The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. 
has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated as we sing hymn number 798, The God of Abraham Prays. This evening comes from the Old Testament lesson, the book of Genesis, the 12th chapter, verse 2, that says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. Grace, peace, and mercy from our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
So how often do you all use the word bless or blessed? Is it a common part of your vocabulary? It's a peculiar word. And it, it's, it's a word that as a pastor, I use quite often, especially as I pray, pray for people. So it says, Lord, we ask that you bless this person. Holy Spirit, bless this person with faith. Father in heaven, bless this person with healing. We often talk about people being blessed with this or with that. Uh, how many of you know who Tom Brady is? Pretty much everybody knows who Tom Brady is, right? He's a quarterback, right? He's really blessed because he's been playing football for a long, long time. He has a relatively healthy body, and he's had that long, successful career. And Well, not so successful this year, but that's another sermon. Um, I'm blessed with four wonderful children and a beautiful wife inside and out. And uh, there are so many different ways that you and I use the word blessed or blessed. But have you ever thought about what does that word actually mean? Have you ever sat down and opened up the dictionary? What's the word's, the dictionary def- definition for the word blessed or blessed? In general, it simply means to speak and to act favorably towards someone. If you, if you were the one being blessed, someone would act or speak favorably towards you. If you were to bless someone, you, you could do so by speaking kindly to them or doing something nice or good to them or for them out of love. In our theme passage from the day from Genesis 12, uh, verse 2, it is God who initially does the blessing. He, he blesses Abram by giving him everything he would ever have. All his flocks, all his herds, all his food, all his clothing, all his shelter, and all of his wealth. Abram was already quite wealthy even before he left Haran. He had lots of animals, lots of land, and he even had lots of servants. And God took really good care of him. He blessed him in many different ways. But God says in this passage that he would bless Abram even more. From our knowledge of Bible history, we find out that God did indeed do so. Not only did God give Abram the promised land at his old age, but he gave him a son as well. Even though he and Sarai were well beyond the age of bearing children, and neither one of them thought it could even happen. But God does does this all for Abram. Abram didn't earn it. He just simply believed God. And that belief was what was credited to him as righteousness. And so God then makes Abram's name great so that he would be a blessing to the people and to the nations around him. Abram was already known among everyone as a man who was highly favored by God. But they would soon find out as Abram and Sarai miraculously have a son in their old age, that Abram wasn't just blessed for himself, but he was blessed to be a blessing. And there is a difference between blessing someone and being a blessing for someone. 
It wasn't in Abram's action that he was, was a blessing, but it was simply in his existence that he was a blessing because his existence meant that Isaac would exist. And Isaac's existence meant that Jacob would exist. And Jacob's existence meant that his son Judah would exist. And so on and so forth. I'm not going to go through the whole listing of names. We'd be here for quite some time tonight. But guess where it ends? Jesus. And it would take 41 generations and thousands of years. But through Abram's existence, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. That's a lot of blessing, if you ask me. And that means that through Abram, all of you are blessed. Whether you're here sitting in a pew, whether you're online watching us, or whether you're at home and can't participate today. Through Abram, you are all blessed. And you are blessed in that you have received all of these blessings in God's, and what God himself promised to Abram. Namely, life and salvation. It means that you are the all nations of the earth that are blessed through the gift that was brought through Abram's seed, namely Jesus. And your name, the name given to every single one of you when you were born again in baptism by water and the Spirit, that name known as Christian shall be great as well so that you may be a blessing. We're all here to be a blessing. Christ lives in each and every one of you. Not just so that you can feel good about yourself, but so that you can, by your existence in this world as a Christian, be a blessing to others. And Lord knows we need blessings and to give blessings to others. Because you are simply a part of Abram's family tree, not by blood, but by faith. Because Abraham himself was not justified by his own blood, but by faith in the righteous blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Someday you will be just a small branch or a twig on your family tree. You will seldom be remembered. But it is your faith, as long as it was lived out on this earth, that will continue to live in those who come after you. Those who were in one way or another way touched by the faith that you exhibited in your existence here on earth. It may be in, in how you cared for your family. It may be your dedication to worship. It may be in how you are always available to help, the, help those in need. There are thousands of ways in which your faith is exhibited in the life that you live. But most important is that you existed to love and to be loved in the same manner as Jesus Christ. I think back to, to the family tree of Abram, who would later become Abraham. And if you ever look at that long litany of names that come under um, Abraham, and you can see it in Matthew, 
um, it's really all not that impressive. If you were to read the genealogy as it is found in, in Matthew, you would see names that aren't impressive either, that were forgotten. Certainly, you would find names like David and Solomon, but you must also remember that David, do you remember what he was? He's a murderer. He was an adulterer. How about Solomon? Solomon had way too many wives. Way too many wives. Because of, and because of the false beliefs of those wives, he was led astray to worship other gods. Not one of those people was perfect. Not one of those persons in the 41 generations was without sin. And neither are you and neither am I. Therefore, our legacy can never be one of living the perfect life or being the perfect example, but must only be a legacy of faith in the sure promises of God that were kept in Jesus. Those promises were kept perfectly because Jesus is perfect. So as you begin this season of Advent, do so with reverent fear. Do so knowing that even though you may not get everything done, the decorations may never be quite right. The shopping list may not get completely finished. There is no such thing as a perfect Christmas season, but there is a perfect Christ. And in him, all the promises that God made to Abram have been kept, and through him, the whole world, for all time, has been blessed. You, all of you, here and online watching, have been blessed forever. You have been blessed to be a blessing. So go and exist today as that child of God that he made you to be. Just exist and rest in the certainty that the promise made to Abram has been kept for you. Amen. So today when you leave... I mentioned there's brown paper and green paper out there. Grab one of each for each person that's here. Um, and when you go home, you'll need some scissors, some glue, or some tape. And what you're going to do is, is you're going to cut out of the brown a cross. Now, granted, my cross is not very good, but it's a cross. And then out of the green, you're going to cut a circle like a top of a tree, and you're going to glue it. Pretty easy so far? Pretty simple to do, right? Okay. And then what I want you to do is I want you to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, and just take some of the names, and in the top part of the green thing, write some of the names that are there. And this is Abram's little uh, uh, genealogy. So I wrote names like Tamar and Judah and Boaz and Solomon and David. Some of them have a good reputation. One of them doesn't have that good a reputation. And then in the center, write the, in big letters, Jesus. I know you can't see it on mine, but write Jesus in big letters. And then underneath that, I want you to write names from your family tree. Like I wrote Jane and Sean and Christopher and Heather and Joshua. 
I put my parents down, Jack and Janet, my grandfather, Rory, my grandfather, Henry, and my great-grandfather, Leonidas, um, apparently got killed in an Oregon bar. Maybe not such a good guy. I don't know. Never met him. But that's my family tree. That's part of it. So I want you, so I want you to do that. Go home. And if not tonight, do it tomorrow. It may sound corny to you. Um, but go ahead. And since there's probably extra, if you've got some kids in the neighborhood you want to share with them, also. And then there's a sheet of paper that actually gives you those directions. And on that sheet of paper, there are three questions. And I'm going to ask that you consider having a dialogue at your house. Um, and the first question is, if you would have a chance to talk to someone on your family tree that has died, what would you say to them? I think it's a pretty interesting question. As you think about somebody you know in your family tree who died, what would you ask them? The second question is, is there anyone famous or infamous on your family tree? Maybe there's both. And the third question, should Jesus be on your family tree and where will you put him? Um, And have that conversation. I think it'll be a great and wonderful conversation for you to have with your family as you do that. Um, let's, Let's rise for prayer. And this is, this is going to be an echo prayer with you um, repeating after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving me everything I need and making me able to give back to you. Amen. O holy child of Bethlehem, you have brought us blessing upon blessing through your birth. We thank you for your birth among us. Let us treasure all the blessings that you bring and rejoice in the special gifts of grace you shower upon us this season. Let us enjoy this time of celebration as we await your coming among us. Amen. The Lord God promised to Abraham, Abram that he would be blessed and be a blessing. He has kept that promise in Jesus. He has kept that promise to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Let us sing our closing song, 10,000 Reasons. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name, the sun comes up.
Amen. Please be seated. Thank you all for, for being here tonight as we kind of, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, you know, I was trying to think whether it was the music moving my legs or sitting in a car for three, three weeks and now standing up that got me moving my legs, you know, which one it was. Maybe it's a combination of both, right? Thank you. It is, it is good to be home. It was a worthwhile trip. I wouldn't do it the way we did it again, but uh, we, we actually had a wonderful time and much time to, for Jane and me to talk in our car um, for three weeks where <laughs> we lived most of the time. And uh, she, came home with you, right? she did, she did. She, she, she went back to work today too, and she's, she's at um, not a rougher day than I had at work today, so she's home uh, resting right now. Um, saw three of our children, and uh, one of them got engaged. So, uh, the good news is Courtney said yes. So, <laughs> or that could have been that was Thanksgiving, and that could have been a really difficult Thanksgiving at that point. But uh, yeah, so it was it was, a, it was a good trip. We are glad to be both of us are very glad to be home, though. And uh, especially, it's kind of weird missing Advent one. <laughs> you know, they kick off the Advent season, but uh, it's good. Um, do come back next Wednesday. Okay, we'll we'll uh, look at something a little bit different. Um, and, and I'll be someplace else in the sanctuary. Yeah. And it's a good thing because we worship everywhere. And, and, and we're blessed to have a, a sanctuary as big as we have that gives us the ability to remember that whether you're in the last pew or whether you're standing behind the altar, we worship the same God. And we're blessed, right? We're blessed through the blessing that was given to Abraham and came all the way up and Jesus solidified that blessing, which in turn is yours, and you're all blessed. Blessed to go blessed. Did you all catch that at the end of, of the thing? Good. I, I didn't want it to get buried and everything else. That's why we're here, is, is we are so blessed. And then God says, go. Go bless somebody. Whether it's a member of our church who's hurting or is not here or is sick, um, or whether it's somebody outside, somebody on the street, somebody where you work, a family member. So go and bless. Happy New Year's. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord.